When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, back and better than ever. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Uh, we are loaded up this morning. Dominique Foxworth has rejoined us. He was with us off the top of the show, and he's hanging around and found himself obviously with nothing better to do than coming back in here and entertaining more of our nonsense for another <laughs> 10 or 15 minutes. So we're excited about that. So this, this is where the conversation has led us, Meek, since you were last here. We've decided that Dak Prescott is a a good quarterback. He's on the list of good quarterbacks and that he is going to wind up getting paid that amount of money because there is just no other choice around it. That there is a very, very small list of quarterbacks who are better than him, definitively better than him, and that list is not going... The list of quarterbacks who are going to get paid that way is not going to be limited in that way. It's not. They're not just going to pay yeah. Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, and Lamar. Those are the only four guys I think are locks to be worth that much money. They're not going to pay just those four guys. So that means Justin Herbert, who is still more potential than anything else. C.J. Stroud, we'll see. It's only one year, obviously magnificent. Um, Jalen Hurts, we'll see. Dak Prescott, these guys, they're going to wind up getting paid like they are Patrick Mahomes because there just isn't any other option. Yeah, I mean, it's the market. Like it's a sim- Everybody understands how a market works. There are not very many good quarterbacks, let alone great quarterbacks. And uh, we also understand how the salary cap works. And when you have the leverage that Dak will have coming into the season after, or come going into next season after he had a great regular season and he has a no trade and a no franchise right in his contract. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he has a ton of leverage. Or he can become a free agent and then get paid even more if he so chooses. So, yeah, that's, that's a tough choice to have is to go into the wilderness of not having a quarterback for the Cowboys. Here's the weird thing, though. So you're talking about how a market works, and, right. and, and you went to business school. I didn't. <laughs> but the, the way the market works in the NFL is that Dak Prescott, his value is equal to the value of Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson, and he isn't equal to those guys. So how – should there be another rung? Like, like should, should there be like an elite of the elite of the elite, the top of the top of the top, and then the next rung down, which is for people like Dak Prescott and Kirk Cousins and others who are clearly good, definitively good, but aren't Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, I mean, it's, just, it's about leverage. It's about the, the situation, the alternative. So whether he is as good as them is different than – whether he has the, the leverage to negotiate a contract as high as he does. So, like, now we're getting into the business of football, which I think is probably decidedly less interesting. But if you want to know how it's going to turn out, he's going to get paid exactly what he wants to get paid because there are very few uh, players like that available. If the Cowboys don't want him, that's fine. Someone will be falling all over themselves to add a quarterback that can at least guarantee you an interest to the playoff. While it's not a guaranteed Super Bowl win, getting to the playoffs is the first step. 
You have Dak Prescott, you're in the playoffs. Most other teams are looking for someone who can provide them with that guarantee. That's a pretty damn good guarantee. You might have the number two overall, you might get number one overall, but you will definitely be in the playoffs and have a chance. And if you can coach around him, that's a better situation. While as ugly as things were for the Cowboys yesterday, they weren't nearly as ugly as it's been for every other team who's not in the playoffs. So you, as a fan of a team that hasn't had uh, a legitimate quarterback in quite some time, if ever. Uh, well, I mean, that, I, I, I take great offense to ever. Joe I mean, Namath, Joe Namath had, right. Joe Namath is in the Hall of Fame. It was 55 years ago. I mean, it's been 55 <laughs> years, but we have had a great well, quarterback. I mean, it was well, 55 yeah. years ago. I mean, Joe Namath went to the Hall of Fame because he guaranteed the Super Bowl, not because he oh, was Joe Namath like, was a great player. Joe Namath okay. was, a, was, was a Hall Let's, let's don't, have don't, arguments don't do this. I'm already having a bad enough day. <laughs> no, right? no disrespect Jordan to Love Joe Namath. Jordan Love is on to the second round of the playoffs, and Aaron Rodgers played four snaps. Don't don't get me started today. I mean, no disrespect to Joe Namath or or any other quarterbacks in the history, but I'm simply making the point that Dak Prescott has a ton of leverage, and he's going to get what fair. he wants. Hembo, tell him what you think Jerry Jones is going to do about Coach. I think he's going to keep him. I think he's going to keep Mike McCarthy. I think he's going to keep Mike McCarthy because that's what Jerry Jones does. Yeah. Jerry Jones keeps Mike McCarthy. Jerry Jones perpetually keeps Jason Garrett for reasons that are still inexplicable to me. What he's going to do is replace Dan Quinn when he becomes the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks, which to me feels like a fait accompli, mm-hmm. and he'll convince himself in these meetings with his people, that it was the defense this time and that Mike is the right guy for the job. If you feel that way about Mike McCarthy after last year, after winning 12 more games, it's not obvious to me that your opinion's going to change all that much. Well, I mean, I think the the rhetoric around this game suggests that maybe his opinion will change. I wouldn't be shocked if he kept him. I think you might have mentioned to me that uh, he allowed Jason Garrett to play out the final year of his contract, which is normally something you don't do for a coach, you normally extend your coach so that he's not a lame duck mm-hmm. and his authority is not in question or whatever. So it's possible that he allows him to play out the remainder of his contract. It seems really difficult to have a coach take over the play calling because the play calling was so bad. And frankly, we thought that he was going to make them run the ball more. Like that was the the Mike McCarthy, I guess, kind of feeling was uh, the previous coach was – Kellen Moore was too pass happy, and that's not going to work in the playoffs, right? That's what we thought, mm-hmm. right? And I remember arguing in the offseason, let's not get a little, let's not get too run happy because your best player on offense is Dak Prescott. Then they get into the playoffs and they get through the season, they aren't running the ball, so it's hard to argue that uh, Mike McCarthy did what was promised. And once you start firing coordinators, the next person in line is the head coach. You don't move on from your offensive coordinator, take over play calling duties, and then have uh, embarrassment like that and then say, oh, okay, that's fine. Do it again. So if they were to fire McCarthy, Mm -hmm. I made the argument that this would be the perfect team for Bill Belichick to coach, but I don't think he'll want anything to do with the organization. I don't think Bill Belichick is nearly as concerned about control over personnel as he is about control over environment. And Jerry Jones is the environment. Theirs is the most unusual NFL environment of all. There were no other teams that could have their seasons end the way it did yesterday and have that row of reporters, that scrum of reporters that we saw outside the locker room waiting for the owner. More people wanted to hear from the owner. They wanted to hear from the coach and the quarterback combined. And that's a situation I don't think Belichick will want anything to do with. So to me, Michael Strahan said it. I was telling Hembo. 
Did you did you stay on Fox after the game ended? No. Okay, so Strahan said after they were Recorded talking. Recorded my podcast that you can download. Oh, <laughs> well, tell ex- everyone exactly about it. The Dominic Foxworth Show. It's the best podcast ever created, and you should download it, rate it, review it, and listen to it. Wherever it is you get your podcast. Yeah, tell well, a friend so. to tell a friend. So, so you were doing that. Mm-hmm. I was watching Michael Strahan <laughs> on Fox saying, hey, Jerry, let the players be players. He said, this is like a show. They're like a drama. There's like there's 31 teams that are in the business of football, and then there's this team that is like the, in the business reality of being a soap TV. opera. And it's been our reality TV is even better. And 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 it's been successful, which is to say they're overwhelmingly the most important brand in their sport. I I don't have the the numbers to back this up, but I'm guessing he's made more money than any other owner Probably. since you know in the time that he's owned the team. So in that regard, it's worked. But as far as the winning part, I think that works against them. Yeah. I, I mean, I think if you think back to when they were successful, it was like pre-salary cap, uh, well, pre-free agency, and it was a different model where they had a ton of talent and they had a great coach and they were fine. Now in the modern NFL, I think they're, it's a little bit more difficult to build a sustained winner. The one person who we've seen do it, or not a sustained winner, but a dynasty. The one team was Bill Belichick who is now available. So to your first point, I agree. I'm not sure that he wants to sign up to be a part of this reality show. But I could, if I wanted to make the argument the other way, Bill Belichick has no interest in this media stuff. And you could argue that having this person as the owner takes attention off of you, or at least uh, you won't have to deal with the boring Bill Belichick press conferences. But it does, It you can't argue that it doesn't add an extra dynamic. And normally coaches want to, want to eliminate any other variable and that dynamic I guess you sometimes it could elevate your players the pressure from the owner could elevate your players sometimes it could distract your players and pull them back I think Bill Belichick is not interested in either he wants it to be as simple as possible and your experience as a player you played in Denver and Baltimore right uh Atlanta too for a year okay so so but okay so in any of the situations in all of the situations what kind of relationships existed between the players and the owner of the team. Because I think there's that dynamic here as well. I think Jerry Jones is much more involved with the players themselves. Part of that, I think, is in his role as the GM. Part of it is I just think he likes it that way, and it's his team. He can do whatever he wants. But I think there's that as well. It's not just the media. Yeah. Because I think you could just write off, oh, who cares right. what gets said to the media? That's a very good point. But but I think that there are – I think so, that Micah Parsons and all these – I think they sometimes look over the coach's shoulder at Jerry Jones. And that's the thing I think Belichick would want none of. Very, very fair point. So, like, the culture of the team, I think there are very few people that can impact the culture. I think the coach is the highest on the list, then probably the quarterback. The owner normally doesn't factor into it. It's like they influence the culture by being willing to invest money in the places that are important, being willing to hire the coaches that are important, the GMs, sign the players, build a new facility, and those are the general overarching impacts on culture. This man's in the building, talking to people, touching people, making news that impacts this that or having quotes that reverberate through the locker room stronger than any message that the coach can have and I think we're agreeing on that that's not something Bill Belichick would want to sign up for and it's also not something that he can stop no matter what Jerry Jones tells him it ain't gonna change Jerry Jones is gonna make some noise so he maybe he'll he'll give him control of the front office or maybe he doesn't want it but what is not going to change is Jerry Jones is going to be there 
looming over Bill Belichick in that team and influencing the roster of the players in whatever way. And you could argue that it's been good. Like, they've been a good team. His influence hasn't been bad. And he's a football guy. Like, he's not like uh, uh, David Tepper, who came in and bought a team and doesn't know anything about football. Like, Jerry Jones played football in college, has always been around football, and has had one of the more successful teams, despite not winning a Super Bowl since the 90s, one of the more successful teams in football. So I guess that depends on how you slice it. Because Hembo has a post up here right now that says going back to the last time they won the Super Bowl, which is 1995, so it's not exactly just yesterday, 21 teams have won more playoff games than they have. So you can measure yeah. these things by regular season success, or you can measure them by postseason success. And I'm, I'm, by that standard of measure, they haven't been that good. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance, looking for a career path with flexibility, great pay, and benefits. Go to progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. Go ahead, Hembo. Tell yeah. him where you think Belichick does fit. I think Belichick fits in Philly because, well, Throwing my fandom aside for just one moment, which I can do, believe it or not, I think that Jeffrey Lurie, the Eagles owner, behaves a lot more like Robert Kraft, right? You've never heard Robert Kraft in the middle of a week say, I think this is our team's best chance to win a Super Bowl, (laughs) which you'll hear Jerry Jones say 10 times every season, right? (laughs) Jeffrey Lurie, Boston native. Jeffrey Lurie, BU alum. Jeffrey Lurie famously doesn't give his coaches the extra year when he feels they've lost the team. See Doug Peterson, see Chip Kelly. If the Eagles lose tonight... I think Bill Belichick to Philly becomes the likeliest landing spot for him. What say you? They also have a front office that I think Bill Belichick will respect and not need to fight with. They have uh, their biggest issue is defensive execution, not necessarily defensive talent, Mm -hmm. which Bill Belichick with very limited talent executed incredibly well with a very injured defense this year. And they have a quarterback who we all believe when healthy uh, can bring the best out and, and be one of the best in the league, as we saw in the Super Bowl last year. The question is, though, I think building – and now this might get it a little too much into the weeds, but building a staff is the next part. Mm-hmm. He needs an offensive coach. He needs one that's good and effective. And maybe it's Bill O'Brien and Mac Jones was too badly ruined by the defensive coach experiment, but they need to find somebody to, to correct the offense because the offense is too simple. Josh McDaniels point. isn't working anywhere right now. Yeah, he's a good offensive yeah, coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, nah. you, if you're a coach with options and you look at those two situations, Dallas and Philly, let's say for the sake of this discussion, they're both open. Which is more attractive to you? Give me. Yeah, I think Philadelphia. You think it's easy? Yes. I don't think it's easy. Because? They have better players and they don't have an owner who absolutely dominates every ounce of oxygen in the room. I mean, Jerry Jones is the room. I, I, look, I like the man. I've enjoyed yeah. the time I've spent around him. This is going to sound like I'm being highly personally of critical of him. He, this is the way he wants to own his team. And that's, right. that's not for me to tell him he can't. But it is a net negative. There's no question it is a net negative. Well, it depends on which you're measuring. <laughs> they are the most profitable and marketable team in football. Well, that, are they the most successful team? No. Right. Because all that money he's made doesn't help you if you're the coach. Wait, you get to play along. It is. It, we started a new year, so you were zero and one. I think Neek was zero yeah. and one last year. I was. He uh, was along with Mark Cuban. Yeah. You got, a ch- <laughs> <laughs> you got a chance to get back in the ball game here. Here is today's Hembo trivia. Mike McCarthy has had four twelve-win teams eliminated before the conference championship round. That is tied for the most such seasons by any coach in the Super Bowl era. With whom is he tied? That's a pretty good question. We'll come yeah, back with great. the answer next on ESPN Radio. 
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Greeny, the podcast. Earlier on Greeny. You brought up earlier in the show that the Cowboys are set up to fail right now, but something we have not talked about on the show at all yet happened last weekend. The demons have been exercised. Jimmy Johnson is now in the Cowboys' ring of honor. Things have changed now, so this is a completely different Cowboys team. All those past failures and the Cowboys and everything Stephen A. said, that was pre-Jimmy Johnson. So we're going to win this week. We're going to win the next week. We're going to win the NFC Championship game, and we're going to the Super Bowl because of Jimmy Johnson. This is Greeny. Yeah, how'd that work out? Rolling along here. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Those of you who listen to this show are well aware that that was the voice of hashtag Bubba, whom we sent to the game yesterday. We got Bubba tickets. We got him all set up down there in Dallas. He went with his dad to watch their favorite team, the Cowboys. And he looked like he had a terrific time. And then the game started. And then it kind of went sideways on him. So before we do the trivia, let's bring Bubba into the conversation. I'm told he's going to guess along with us. He could use a win today because Lord knows he didn't get one yesterday. <laughs> how, how are we feeling on this morning after, Bubba? Oh, feeling just wonderful, Greeny. Just just great. It's uh, just sitting here in a hotel in Arlington. It's 12 degrees outside. There's snow on the ground. I was hoping it was a nightmare, but apparently it was all too real yesterday. When are you coming back? Uh, we are flying back later tonight, okay. which gives me plenty of time to pack Mike McCarthy and Dan Quinn's bag <laughs> if they need help. 
Get them both the hell out of here. I'm sick of these two, especially Dan Quinn, overrated coach, two winning seasons of the Falcons, overrated as a defensive coordinator. Get him out of here. I wish he left at halftime to Seattle. Joke. <laughs> it would have been too late by then. <laughs> Unfortunately. We don't mean to laugh. At, 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 well, yeah, we do. We enjoy the laughing at your despair here. And most people do because sure. most, a lot of people don't like the Cowboys. So they're sort of taking a lot of glee in this, as you know. It sounds to me like you've oh, already. I'm aware. I got plenty of messages, plenty of tweets. I got, I've got it all. Mm. Well, I was posting you like crazy yesterday. I, I posted all your pictures. I got I had all that stuff up for you yesterday. It was all set up for you yesterday, Bubs. T- take us through the experience. Give us give us a, a, a quick synopsis of what it was like for you yesterday. T- take us through the day. Yeah, I mean, you know, we uh, had a good good trolley ride over from the hotel to the, the game. Met a ton of Cowboys fans. We're hanging out. We're all in a great mood. We're talking about how things are looking up. We're just, everything's set up perfectly. Things are good. We get into the game. I mean, it, it was freezing yesterday, so thank God for the, for the roof. But, you know, we get into the game. Everyone's pumped up. It's, it's great being at a playoff atmosphere game with your own team. So it was great to be back. Everyone was pumped up. The crowd was into it. And then just as quickly as they were into it, they were out of it. Because, you know, when the Packers jumped out to that early lead, the crowd was just dead after that. And there were just so many times. You know, once they were up 14 nothing, there were so many times where the the crowd on the Jumbotron, it was third down, and they're like, let's go, crowd. you got to pump it up. Get this team going. And, and then immediately, you know, they can't stop on third down. It was just so frustrating. And the crowd was just so out of it right away. And then, you know, Dak's throwing the pick six. And it, it just it was so frustrating just to sit there and watch and just know. And my entire mind was thinking, well, Stephen A was right, because between the Cowboys and now the Mets, the last game in the week of the season every year is just an absolute – disaster for me and it just destroys me as a sports fan and i, I mean like what you, you played in that regional and coming in i honestly thought that i mean it could not be set up better this year that this was going to be the year you know we might not have won the super bowl but i thought we could at least get to the nfc championship game because things were different things were going better but i mean is Stephen and i just always going to be right i mean if we didn't you know couldn't do it this year and we couldn't prove them wrong this year I don't understand how we can ever have faith in this team going forward because this was the year to do it. And right now, it's just, you know, Stephen A is just right every year. What can go wrong will go wrong. And it was just an absolute disaster. Just, I mean, there were a ton of Packers fans there just chanting, Go Pack Go the whole time, which, you know, as soon as they got a lead, they took over. Uh, I mean, it was just, it was just a complete disaster. Do you hear the anguish, Neek? Oh, wow. I mean, you hear the anguish in the man's voice. It's, it's painful. I'm hurting for um, it. Anyway, so we're, we're going to keep Bubba with us for a few minutes here. He's going to answer the question as well. So is Neek. In 30 seconds, you will hear today's trivia question, and I'm very confident I've got this right. We'll get to it after this 30 seconds for Vivid Seats. Check off that New Year's bucket list with tickets from Vivid Seats, your home for every tackle, slap shot, and slam dunk. Vivid Seats celebrates fandom with unbeatable rewards like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals with Vivid Seats. Seats rewards you earn with every purchase from tip-off to final buzzer. Vivid Seats has a great selection and great prices on all the 2024 games that matter to you. Just visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. Wow, okay, and how are your trivia skills? This is Sneaky Hembo Trivia. Regular sneaky or extra sneaky? Hembo, go. Mike McCarthy has had four... 12-win teams eliminated before the conference championship round. That is tied for the most such seasons by any coach during the Super Bowl era. With which coach 
with, with in this case, with which coaches, there are two, is he tied? So what Hembo has said, there are two coaches he's tied with. A correct answer is either one of either the one. two of them. So mm-hmm. you don't have to get both. You just have to get one or the other. I have a guess written down. Uh, everyone's in on this. Neek, who's your guess? Um, yeah. It's a successful coach. Like Marvin Lewis comes to mind first because he came up short a few times um, in the playoffs. Andy Reid comes to mind, too, because I, I feel like it has to be a guy who's been around for a long time. Sorry, I'm stalling now. I mean, Belichick could have done it, too. He's been to the playoffs so often, but they always feel like they had a first-round bye and won that second game. I'm going to go with uh, with um, the frozen walrus, Andy Reid. Andrew, okay, <laughs> one vote for Andy Reid. Bubba, who you got? I'm going to go with Tony Dungy. Oh. Oh. That's, That's also my one. guess. That's a. I hadn't Ooh, thought of Dungey. I'm also okay. going Dungey. Cam is going Dungey. What did Brandon say? Brandon said Schottenheimer. Okay. Jack said Mike Tomlin. Okay. And I was. I, I wrote down Schottenheimer. I. I. I Marty Schottenheimer had yeah. those really good teams in Kansas City and Kansas San Diego that lost early. So any of either one of the two answers is going to count. Hembo, what is the correct answer? The correct answers are Tony Dungey. Oh. And Marty Schottenheimer. Yeah, yeah baby. Nice. That's it. So how many of us got that right? Uh, if I've got this right, Greeny, you said Schottenheimer. Yes. Brandon said Schottenheimer. Right. Mm-hmm. And Bubba and I said Dungey. So that's four right. Said, Everyone but me. I said, I said Dungey too. No, Neek is the only one who got it wrong. So and who did Jack say? <laughs> and Mike Tomlin. Tomlin. So Jack's Mike wrong as Tomlin. well. And we have negative points for Jack for saying Mike Tomlin. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so Jack, it, it goes to, so what are the standings now? Yes. So we have Bubba at five and four. Finally a win for Bubs wow. on this weekend. Finally. Yeah. He needed that one. Four and five for me. Three and six for Greeny. Two and four for Brandon. He gets a win. Jack's 0 and three on the season. And Dominique is now 0 and one once again. Nick, thank you for hanging around so long no again. Problem. Are you going to be busy recording your podcast today? Yes, I will be recording. What's it called again? The Dominique Foxworth Show. Where can, can people find it? You can find it anywhere you find your podcast. Go ahead, subscribe to that. Rate, review it. Tell You're a the best. Tell thank you for hanging out, my No man. problem. Thank you. You're the best. Nick with us here. Well, let me go back to Bubba. Let's let's dive into the pain. So someone yesterday, a, a guy who used to work at ESPN, actually, his name is Gabe Goodwin, tweeted um, at, at my wife, actually, that being a Cowboys fan is worse than being a Jet fan because of all the hope. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you, you have this, this huge buildup, this huge expectation. This is fun. And then every single year, the rug gets pulled out from under you. Um, she had some choice words <laughs> for that, having to live with me for all these years. So she didn't see it that way. But the point of the matter is, Bubba, describe the pain. Like, how would you describe the agony of the Cowboy fan on this Monday morning? Yeah, I mean, I think that that is pretty much it. It's just because every year, there are, for the most part, there are so much expectations, and you feel like this is the year. And, I mean, this is essentially why Stephen A. ends up being right, is because you know, they beat up on the bad teams. They'll have a good regular season. Dak will put up great numbers. Romo will put up great numbers. Whoever it is, Dez, all these people. And then it always just comes down to the last week. You know, all those week 17 games, win and they're in, they lose. The playoff first-round exits, whether it was Romo, you know, dropping the, the extra point, uh, Dez didn't catch. All, the, all these things just happen the last week or the last game, and it just it just rips your heart out because you just you know, Every year, you just you just waiting. All right, this is the year. It's going to be better. And you know, we, we talked about like that that Raiders fan who gave up on his team. And you know, and, and this, this is why you, you don't give up because you want to be there for when it's going to be good. But it's just every year just takes like you know, 
a certain percentage out of your soul, I feel like, of, of being a sports fan because it's just so bad. And then, like I said earlier, you add the Mets into that as my other main team, and they're equally as responsible for just complete collapses, last game, finishes, and a terror. So between those two, the last game and the last week of the season, every year just completely destroys me. And there's so much expectations for both teams that you're feeling so good during the year. Everyone's happy. We're all having a great time going to get, and then just end so badly at the end. And, and now we've got to wait, you know, whatever it is, four months, and, you know, we'll have a great off season, whatever will happen, and we'll feel good next year. And then right around January next year, we'll be right back in the same position. So, Hembo, I'm assuming you are taking great pleasure in this, in, in, in the misery of our friend Bubba. Yeah, so yesterday in our group chat, Cam, who is also an Eagles fan, was actually saying how badly he felt. Oh, let me read this. For Bubba. You're right. Let me read this. And I'd be curious to see what people think of this. So in the group chat. Cam, nice guy. In the group chat that was going on, at one point, Cam, this is where Bubba was sending all of the pictures, the depressed and sad pictures, and all that kind of stuff. And then he wrote, when it was just so clearly done, Cam wrote, I've never felt bad for the Cowboys a day in my life, but this is pretty brutal. About what time of day was that? It's hard to say because there's so many texts in this. Seven o'clock. Okay. I said that. It doesn't say because exactly at, what at time. At 5.51, I texted a friend and said, this game is so much better knowing that Bubba is there. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's the difference between me and Cam. Uh. That, that, that sequence is the difference between me and Cam. Bubba wrote, there are so many people cheering and smiling on the Jumbotron every break. I don't understand. Some woman tried to take our picture earlier and we declined. <laughs> What does that mean? Oh Someone God, tried to take a picture with you? Absolutely destroyed. And every time it's a commercial break or whatever, they're showing the Jumbotron. There's all these people laughing and dancing and smiling and doing all these TikTok dances. I'm like, what is going on here? It's a show. We're losing by 25. Can we stop dancing and smile? What are you guys doing? And yeah, some woman came down the aisle and was trying to take a picture. Of it. I don't even know what it was for. She kept pointing at us. And we we're like, get out of here. Get up. Taking a picture right now. We want to die. Get out of here. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and one, one last thing before we let you go. The last text you sent to us at 11.07 p.m. says, we missed the end of the Lions game because they cut to the news at 10 p.m. They were freaking out over flurries and didn't know what to do. So is that they cut away to the local news because of weather and you didn't get to see the end of the Lions and Rams? Yeah, we, my dad and I, we went to, uh, we went to a Chili's nearby after, because we just want to go to the closest place and not to do with anything. We're watching the game at Chili's, you know, here in Arlington, and uh, it's like, last couple minutes, 10 o'clock comes on, and all of a sudden it just cuts to the news because there's like flurries outside. And I, I just read an article about it. It was supposed to just switch on the digital channels, but they switched all of DFW to the news, and people were freaking out, so we missed the complete end. It came back right after they were doing the handshake line. So like, oh, that, that, I mean, it was great. I mean, and people there, the, the server was like, get home safe tonight. It's, it's snowing out. And then we go outside. It's literally like flurries. We're like, okay, yeah, I think we'll be fine. Uh, but, yeah, they, they just didn't know what to, how to handle any of the snow. So, yeah, I mean, it was just start to finish. Nothing went right. But I do want to say before we go, appreciate giving everything for sending us out here because, as terrible as it was, it was a great experience to be back here and go to the game again with my dad. It was a lot of fun. So thank you for sending, uh, sending us out here. So as terrible as it was, it was great to be back in Dallas with, with the fans. We did have a good time overall. So thank you for that. All right. Bubba, come back safe. We will see you when you get Fly back Fly safe. That is the devastation see of one Bubba. Um, very quickly, let me mention one other thing that I want to get in here. Do you believe 
that tonight's game between the Eagles and the Buccaneers is going to put a big numbers offensively? Will there be big passing numbers in this game? I think it's unlikely. Well, if the answer is yes, then I've got a boost for Ooh. you on ESPN Bet right now. So, you know, we've ever since ESPN Bet came into existence, you know that I have been, um, you know, sponsoring. That's the wrong word. I, I have been involved in some of the presentation and I get to do these boosts. So here's the one I have for tonight. If you believe that Devontae Smith and Mike Evans are each going to have 85 or more yards tonight, I'm going to give you plus 450 on that. I'm boosting that bet right now on ESPN Bet. And if you need the details on that, I have it up on my Twitter, at, uh, at ESPN Greeny. Go to my Twitter, and you will see it for the details. You can get a link to get on ESPN Bet. And you can, if you, want, if you like that parlay, uh, Devontae Smith and Mike Evans, 85 or more yards each. I'm giving you that right now at 4.5 to 1. Well, that's not the question that you asked me, because that's actually a pretty good value for that prop when you consider that A.J. Brown is not going to play in this game, and thus mm-hmm. Devontae Smith will be Jalen Hurts' number one receiver. And you consider the fact that the Eagles don't have anyone to cover Mike Evans. That's actually a pretty Mike Evans number. could go over that number in the first quarter. He's phenomenal. And, and then the question becomes whether the Eagles were able to get the ball to Devontae Smith, and can Jalen Hurts throw can, the ball? Can he throw it? I mean, that's something that we don't already know. By the way, we all know on this MLK, there's the afternoon basketball games and all that. We're going to have one of those for you here on uh, on ESPN Radio, presented by Indeed. Coverage 3 Eastern um, here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app for the Hawks and the Spurs. Let, let me put a ribbon on some of this Cowboys stuff for you. You want some depressing, some depressing statistics? Oh, hit me. If you're a Cowboys fan, what did you text? Did you, you text that someone has made so much better by the fact that you know he's there? Yes. Uh, quote, this game is so much better knowing that Bubba is there. <laughs> what a sadist. That's the kind of guy I am. You really are the worst. This is why people shake nerds. <laughs> anyway, here, are, here is, this is, I think this first one is probably my favorite one. The Packers have won three playoff games at AT&T Stadium, at Jerry's World. Since its opening, the Packers have won three. The Cowboys have won two. The Packers have won more games in the Cowboys building in the playoffs than the Cowboys have. That's, in, that's an almost unimaginable, <laughs> that is an unfathomable statistic. You know who was the coach of uh, that team in 2016? Mike McCarthy? Mike McCarthy My on the bookends of Dak Prescott. M- Mike McCarthy would have gone in there with, with Rodgers. I'm trying to think of the of the playoff wins they've had there. They had the first game ever of Dak. The fr- when Dak was a rookie, Rodgers went in there and beat him. Mm-hmm. What are the other two? Jerry's World has been open for how long? It's not that long, right? Like 10 years, 12 years? Something like that. Let me find that for you. Because I'm trying to think of what are the other playoff games that, they that the Packers won in It was in the there Super Bowl. Oh, that's right. They played 20, a Super Bowl there. That's right. Okay, you're right. That that was when they beat Pittsburgh. That's the Super Bowl. I would. I mean, I was there that week. And Bubba's talking about the snow. I was there for the snow and the ice also in Dallas, and we were doing the shows in Fort Worth, and it was freezing. And I got the gloves. That's the legendary st- story. After the Monday show, the forecast said it was going to be negative five the following morning at five a.m. When Mike and I were doing the show from Sundance Square in Fort Worth. So we literally went out and tried to buy everything we could that was warm, and I didn't have any gloves, so I bought, they, they were like out of gloves. So the only pair of gloves that I could get were ladies medium, and they fit. <laughs> so, so that was a show? That worked. So yeah, if you remember the old show, like that was four hours. <laughs> it might have been Super Bowl week, but all we talked about was how my gloves were ladies medium. But anyway, so there was that game, so that's two playoff wins. What's the third one? Yesterday. Yesterday. What's the third? 
Oh, that's the third one. That's okay, the third yeah. one. Okay, so it's three. And the Cowboys only won two. That is an incredibly depressing statistic. We're back with much more football. Just a moment here on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Greeny, the podcast. All right, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. And so on we go into that rarest of rare treats. A double header in the playoffs today on a Monday. Uh, by now, you're obviously aware of what happened in Buffalo. They have pushed the game back to today. Every picture I'm seeing online, by the way, looks like Buffalo is every bit as bad today as it was yesterday. I'm, I'm not questioning anything. I'm not sad. These are decisions that get made by people based upon facts, that, aware, you know, information that I don't have access to. So I'm not here to tell you they did anything wrong. I am merely saying it is not going to be good conditions in Buffalo today. It looks to me like the seats are completely snowed in. From what I'm reading, there are 20 people there shoveling right now. 20? 20. That's all they are. And they've been told to stop shoveling the seats and just try and shovel the walkways. Wow. So people can walk from one place to another. My goodness. I don't don't know how many people are going to be able to go to this game. So right now the number is Buffalo minus 10, which is basically where it's been. The total is 38 and a half. I think this is a game in which Buffalo should run and hide because... Pittsburgh's defense has been very, very leaky on the back end, and Josh Allen, as a strong-armed quarterback, actually can drive it down the field in these conditions. The combination of that dynamic with the Josh Allen-James Cook uh, sort of run game combo, which has been lethal of late, I I think they're going to run up the score on the Steelers and win this game pretty easily. Real feel negative two is what we're hearing about the game in Orchard Park today. So that we get that slotted in in the afternoon. It's a delightful day. We get off the air with about four and a half hours to kill before the first kickoff. I got just that much time, uh, just that much stuff worth, uh, that much time's worth of stuff to do. Knock out your whole to-do list, get things done, get a little workout in, do whatever you want, then boom, you sit down and we got the double dip. And it re- results, or it, it finishes up tonight with your beloved Eagles on the road in Tampa, Weather's certainly not going to be an issue there. 
What are the per- pertinent numbers? So the number is Eagles minus three. And believe it or not, despite the outcry against Philadelphia nationally, the public is on Philly. More than 60% of the public has their money on Philly. The total is 43.5. That's probably not a number I would feel great about touching because I just don't know what Jalen Hurts is going to feel like. Here's what I can say definitively. Over the last month and a half, the Buccaneers have been a considerably better team than the Eagles have been, both offensively and defensively. The Eagles have the 30th-ranked defense in the league. They have a quarterback with a busted finger. They have a number one receiver in A.J. Brown who's not going to play this game. I have no degree of confidence whatsoever in the Eagles, but I need to check myself because I watch every snap, and so I'm biased. And in this case, I'm negatively biased. So you tell me, do I feel like the Eagles are as bad as I think they are right now? Well, let's, let's start by asking another Eagles fan before I tell you. Spoiler alert, the answer is yes. Okay. But Cam, how about you? Are you as pessimistic about the Eagles tonight as Hembo is? I have every reason to be, but I can't bring myself to do so. I do think... There is some possibility that they can regain what they had earlier in the season, and I think the key is who scores first. And that seems very simple, but if the Eagles are able to get the ball first, so much so that I think if they win the coin toss, they might even want to do what the Packers did and get the ball first. Because if Tampa goes up early with their high-flying passing game, Mike Evans is going to be tough to cover. I think they're going to be chasing and they're going to be terrible. If the Eagles get the ball first, have like a you know a twelve play seven minute drive where they're running the ball, they can control the clock, control the line of scrimmage. That's the type of game they need to draw the Bucks into, and in that way, I think they can win. They don't have AJ Brown, so they're not going to be able to rely on the passing game as much. But I think that's the way that the Eagles can win this game. Look, I would like to see the Eagles win. I think it's better for people who do what I do for a living when teams like the Eagles and the Cowboys are around. We've already lost Dallas. If we lose the Eagles tonight, that's not a good thing. I don't see how they do it. I, I, I'm watching these videos of Jalen Hurts at practice. I don't think enough is being made of this finger. Can he throw the ball? Like, we all saw what it looked like when the Eagles played against San Francisco last year and they had a quarterback who couldn't throw the ball. Can Jalen Hurts throw the ball? The Eagles have been very coy about this. That's, 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 that's my point. Yeah, and I'm especially worried when you consider the defense that he's facing. The Bucks don't have a legendary defense by any means, but Todd Bowles blitzes the daylights out, excuse me, blitzes the daylights out of people. Yeah. That's, that's the Eagles' biggest flaw on offense right now, is that Jalen Hurts does not diagnose it, and they don't block it. So if the Eagles can't major in the run game and use those five guys up front to be the barbarians that they used to be, I don't see a path for them to score many points. And Shannon, I, the other day, jokingly said they should tush-push on every snap. <laughs> so uh, that's obviously an exaggeration. But do they consider using that play more? Let's say it's second and four. Mm-hmm. Do you consider tush-pushing? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's the best play you have. It's, it's the, best the thing only play they have right now. Yeah, I mean, the Eagles need to rely on their run game a lot more, especially on early downs. Like, they're finding themselves in third and long so often, and The, the, the run them. game is one thing. Yeah. The tush-push is another thing. I'm not talking about handing the ball off. Yeah. I'm literally talking about having the quarterback pushed like, it's past first, the line It's of first scrimmage. and ten. You're seeing a really light box. Let's go try to get five yards on this play. Why not? <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see it. There also could be a kind I of... I wouldn't be surprised if we see Marcus Mariota either. I, I, don't, I don't think he can throw the ball. We have no idea. Uh, but it, it's also um, a dynamic at play where you could convince yourself this could be a big mental edge for us. If we can show our guys, show them that we can effectively bully them out of the jump with that tush push, maybe that kind of sets the tone for the game. Like that's, what, that's what we saw in the Green Bay-Dallas game yesterday. Like the Packers established very early that we're going to do this thing and you can't stop it. So we're going to do it as frequently as we want. Maybe Philly can take a page out of that playbook. The other side of it is, I mean, the Eagles' defense has been so bad 
so discombobulated. They they look like not that they're badly coached. They look like they're not coached. Mm. Like they look like they're uncoached. They look like they're it looks to me like almost every play ends with the guys in the secondary looking at each other going, "Wait, you had him? I thought I had him." That 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 can't continue, can it? Like they, they got a week, they got an extra day for this. I have to believe their defense is going to be a little better than it's been. So here's the thing that I uh, learned last week or heard last week that concerns me a lot. Uh, Javon Hargrave is a superstar defensive tackle. Played for the Eagles last year. Played for plays for San Francisco right now. He, he did a podcast in which he effectively said, "Oh, we practice way harder here than we did in Philly." And the reason that's concerning to me, well, aside from the obvious reasons, is because that's exactly what it looks like. Right. like if, you watch, if you watch the Eagles play defense, they don't play with urgency, and they don't play with preparedness. And if you're not getting high-stakes reps during the week, well, that's what it looks like. I don't care how talented you are. The Eagles have as much talent as any team has on defense. They have six first-round picks on their front. But they're the worst. They're literally the worst um, defense in football over the last six weeks. That doesn't happen because personnel regresses or you're not coached as effectively. It's 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 habits. It's practice ritual. It is your day to day is not all the way there. So here's what we know: the winner of that game goes to Detroit, San Francisco, and Green Bay. That's those are the two NFC matchups. Mm-hmm. The AFC we do not have it set yet, right? We the don't. Ravens are waiting. They're waiting to see what, and Kansas City is waiting. If Buffalo wins, we get Kansas City at Buffalo. And we get Houston at, at Baltimore, Baltimore. Which is a rematch from the beginning of the season when they played. And if the Steelers win, then they're going to Baltimore, mm-hmm. which is a division game. I don't expect that at all. I, I expect don't Buffalo to win and win big. Mike Tomlin coming back? That seems to be very much in question. Who knew? I don't know. If nothing else, he, he definitely could have two mornings on Get Up next year if he, wants them, <laughs> if he wants to work in TV. Enjoy the football. We'll see you tomorrow. ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.